Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to this emergency episode of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady. Um, I'm, I, I always say that I'm excited to, to talk about whatever we're talking about, but like today, today, the moment that we've been, I feel like I've been waiting for since I was like 21 years old. I am joined today by my friend, Kirby Johnson. Kirby, how are you? How are you feeling? Troy, I feel like I'm living in a fever dream. <laughs> I know. Like, it doesn't feel real. what in the hell is, I am, I feel so happy. Uh-huh. And, and I know that's probably not the word a lot of people are feeling. I know a lot of people are probably outraged right. and upset, but getting to hear Brittany say her piece uninterrupted for 20 minutes, I just can't even believe it happened. I can't even believe it happened. I think that she's been suppressed for so long mm-hmm. that for me to even hear her say things that so many of us have thought where it was actually the case. Yeah. I'm I'm beside myself. I can't believe it happened. I honestly, when it was happening, I had such a crazy wave of emotions because as it was happening, like I wanted to like know everything that was going on and I wanted to like have the live stream up and the tweets and like, I feel like I was all over the place and not really like present because I was like, I got to make sure that I'm hearing every single thing. And what if it cuts, you know, like the whole thing. And then Mm -hmm. it happened and I was just like, okay. And then afterwards I was just in shock. Like I could not believe, like you said, for 20 straight minutes that she was able to, because the thing is for a lot of people, obviously, like you said, this is going to be a sad thing. People are outraged as they should be. The stuff that she said was horrific and this will obviously talk about it, but Mm -hmm. it's true. I mean, it was like this moment of like, Oh, like I feel, first of all, I felt such an intense connection to her, Mm -hmm. a real connection where I was like, 
I haven't felt this connected to her in so long and it felt so good to like I was like I recognize this person I know her voice yes like I know that tone I could hear her southern accent I was like this is this is fucking Britney yeah it was feisty Britney coming out you know when in her interviews when she would get a little snippy if someone was kind of treating her poorly or getting on her nerves there was a lot of that but there was a certain cadence when she said things that I was like it you're exactly right I I I almost I was shaking listening to this and that's not an exaggeration because it felt like for however for 13 years we have been watching this all go down Mm -hmm. and seeing what's transpiring we've seen the narrative you know, you and I have talked about the narrative of, of quote unquote, crazy Brittany that's been written about her mm-hmm. and really pushed upon her. And especially in the past two or three years with her Instagram, I, I mean, can we talk about Instagram? Because now my thoughts on Instagram, you, you know, like I, you and I DM a lot. And yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I think we both have a general, um, a similarity in our thoughts about the Instagram where you have, you said this once to me and you put it perfectly. I I try not to consume too much of Britney's Instagram feed because it makes me a little anxious, a little nervous, Mm -hmm. you know, because it gets you into these spirals of, okay, what is actually happening here? What's, what's actually going on behind the curtain? All unanswered questions. All. And, and I, I felt the same way. And I tried to find humor in it a little bit because I do think Britney is funny. And I do think that she has a sense of humor, Mm -hmm. but now it's, you know, one of the things that she said yesterday in her statement was, you know, I said I was happy. I, I'm not. I was lying. That was a lie. Um, I am traumatized. That's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. I am depressed. That is also a direct quote. And now I'm like, wow, this Instagram was a charade. It was, it was a part of the narrative to make her appear crazy, yep. quote unquote, to make her appear mentally unstable so that she has to stay in this concert. It was, a, it's a tool in yep. this conservatorship. That's what I honestly, that's one of the big takeaways I took from her statement because yes, she's filming things, but if she's willing to get up and say, guys, please just give me some time. I need to be alone. I'm, I'm happy. I'm okay. I'm just taking some time for myself and, and lying about that. Right. And not intentionally, not maliciously, but because she, a trade that her team has put on for everybody, in my humble opinion. I, I mean, I don't know how else you can take that. Like, she surely does not have access to a cell phone or right. any of her social media because, based on what she said yesterday, I mean, like, she can't do anything. She's literally a prisoner in her own home. Right. And that's like, I mean, it just makes all of these weird puzzle pieces that didn't quite fit, it just makes them all fit now. Yes. And like you said, there's no debating now about her Instagram or her social media presence. Like the fact that she is, you know, when you think about the fact that people really do believe that she's like running this account 100%, it's all her. She's editing these wacky videos and posting them three times in a row. And, but in like, in comparison, she can't have a door on her bedroom and she is changing clothes in front of people. And giving vials of blood eight times a day like you think that then they just give her a phone totally it makes all of it make complete sense and it's really it's so just like sinister and dark and yep you know the crazy thing about 
everything that she said yesterday was that you could just feel the like the emotion behind what she was saying so intensely and it wasn't it was like all of the emotions like it was sadness but it was also like you know such a a sigh of relief you could tell that she was just like had so much to say that she almost couldn't even get it out fast enough because she was so excited to be able to talk and the thing that made me really sad was there was also like a sense of like fear you know when she said I really honestly wish I could just keep you on the phone forever because when we get off the phone it's all going to go back to me being punished basically yeah and like I was like, it was just so much emotion. It was so many things. It, it was when she said, I wish I could keep you on the phone. Honestly, it reminded me of somebody held in captivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was like her one lifeline yeah. to sh- share her piece. And you know what? Britney Spears has the biggest balls of any person. I think I could yeah. even fathom at this point because she has literally everything to lose by saying this publicly because who knows what kind of repercussions she's suffering right now I mean I can't even think that way because I don't want to even I know like mentally I I don't I'm hoping that she's okay but her saying that her team must be losing their ever-loving minds but I'm glad she did it because now there is no way that this can go away this can't just go back into the ether the way it has been for the past 13 years where there's a court case and then nobody knows what's going on everything's sealed and it's just ho-hum back to the conservatorship again she said her piece and I love that you brought up her the way she was speaking because um she she was speaking quite quickly yeah (laughs) and um the the judge asked her, I think, two times to slow down. <coughs> Excuse me. She, the judge asked her two times to slow down because she was speaking so quickly and the recorder needed to get everything that she was saying. Right. And like in typical Britney fashion, she just kept talking the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but then she, but th- this is the other thing. I, I feel like I'm, I'm so jumbled in my thoughts right now, but. Yeah, me too. One thing that I, I realized, this was a person that has their mental capabilities. She she referenced like, oh, sorry, I'm talking fast. Like, it wasn't like she was just reading a script and like couldn't, right. you know, formulate a thought on her own. Like she, that's the thing I think that a lot of people took away from this as well. Like, how is this a mentally incapacitated person? Okay, like on top of the fact that of course, like they were parading her around and forcing her to work, yeah. you know, abs- absurd hours seven days a week. So if she was really incapacitated, why was she working that much? But um, she was, she was strong. She didn't cry, which is more than I could say for myself if I were in her position. And um, she had her Britney charm. I think that's why I felt like it was her again, because she said something like, I don't want to go to therapy twice a week. I don't want to go to the place. I want them to come to my house. So she has her, you know, Brittany charm. That's what made me feel like it was her again, because she was talking about her therapist and how she only wanted to go to therapy once a week. And she laughed and was like, I know I actually do need a little bit of therapy. And (laughs) it's like, it's like the self-deprecating goofy Brittany that we know. Yeah. Like this is a mentally sound person. Um, I, I just, 
obviously I'm not a psychologist and I'm not credentialed to evaluate someone, but the way they're making her out to be on her social media and based on all the news stories that her family has given, it's, it's like often cryptic, like, well, she needs the conservatorship. And honestly, I think I've mentioned this to you. Um, the last time we spoke, Troy, like at the beginning of free Britney, I was very hesitant about the free Britney movement Mm -hmm. because I know that she's been exploited by everyone. I didn't want to be a part of that. Like I kind of wanted to see like, okay, is she going to speak out? But then once I started doing more research on her case and everything that has gone into it, it was like very obvious that she has been at the very bare minimum, minimum mistreated and um, exploited by this team. So the fact that now she's coming out and saying everything that, you know, I mean, frankly, the free, the people that started the free Britney movement, they need to like, overtake the department of justice <laughs> right, honestly the, like the 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 way things have moved since the start of that just like the push forward no matter what has been i mean honestly it's like it's the most well-oiled machine that we've seen in this country in the past like five years yes, like honestly no and i mean it definitely has had its downsides for sure and i always say like a broke clock you know is right twice or whatever that saying is like there were some times where I'm like guys okay okay, (laughs) let's keep the focus here like some of these conspiracies are out of control yeah like fuck the refrigerator who cares exactly I'm like (laughs) we need to keep it together um so I hope that that the people that started it and like we're fully in on it from the beginning are really like proud of themselves because I mean this is gonna I hope there has to be justice served. Like somebody has to get involved. I was joking with my mom. I'm like, can Kim Kardashian get involved? Like, Honestly. Make shit happen. Like, let's get Kimmy K up in here and get this woman out of this conservatorship. This like enough is enough. Um, I'm curious to you. What do you think was the most damning thing she said? Oh my God. There was so much. I mean, honestly, her being, a, all of the stuff was wild. But there was a, a, a shift in the tone of her voice when she started talking about her dad. Jamie, yeah. Her I, family. That was the moment where I was like, okay, we have tapped into like, like 2007 angry Britney right now. Like she, like when her voice got like really deep and she was like mm-hmm. really assertive, I was like, she has been dying to say this dying to say this like and the thing that I think is so interesting is like it goes so beyond you know for a lot of people like we said at the beginning of the call like this will be a moment that is like really sad and whatever and it's specifically about this conservatorship but really a lot of this stuff is stuff that she's probably wanted to say since she was like 16. Mm -hmm. I mean the stuff about her family has been, I mean, she's not really been able to publicly be as honest and open about that as she's wanted to for so much longer than the conservatorship. You know, to just be really boldly honest about her family, like that was just like such a profound, wild moment. It was like, wow, she's really sitting here and fucking spilling the tea right now. Yeah, I, the vitriol she had in her voice when she talked about Jamie, I mean, you can tell that she despises this man. Yeah. Um, when he said that 
she said she was on the phone call with him and they were, they were, she is, she's like, of course I failed the, uh, you know, evaluation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, cause of course, like when everybody is getting paid out of your pocket, like they're not going to want you out of this conservatorship. And I think that we should definitely discuss that, uh, soon. But when she said that, you know, they basically made up that program for her to go to in Beverly Hills at that home. And she was going to pay $60,000 a month. And she was crying to him on the phone for an hour and he loved it. And she, and she was like, because he had power over me. Mm-hmm. the most powerful or mm-hmm. what you know that's not the exact quote but something about the power dynamic there and I was like this is sadistic like this yeah. is gross um I I it did make me kind of like because I've always thought maybe Lynn has not been able to do anything to fix it or like you know Brian and Jamie Lynn haven't been mm-hmm. able to like intervene in some way for whatever reason but then when she mentioned that they're all giving interviews while she's not allowed to say anything, that made me kind of flip my thinking. And I'm like, is she talking about her whole family here then? Mm-hmm. Like she's talking, cause she did say my mom and dad didn't do anything about it. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh shit, is, is this like an entire family? She said she wanted to sue her family, which I'm like, okay. I know. This is deeper. This is worse than we thought. This that that could sum up this entire statement. This is worse than we thought. I I for me personally, I think just as a woman hearing that she has an IUD and they won't let her remove it and she's not allowed to have babies or get married. I, I mean, my jaw dropped to the floor. Yeah. And like that was towards the end of this statement. Like it kind of sounded like she was gonna end things. And then she's like, oh, um, yeah, I just, I want to move forward. I, I want things, I want to, I, I can't remember the exact quote. It was like, I want to have it all or it wasn't, I want to have it all. It was, I want to press forth. Hold on, I'm looking at the transcript real quick. I know what you're talking about when she said like, I want to push forward and like not like be evaluated and like, and like reconvene. It's like, no. Oh, yes. I want to have the real deal. That's the real said. deal. I yeah. Have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now. She said ID, but like, again, uh, one of the things that I had seen her people being critical of her was like, well, she doesn't know it's called an IUD. And, you know, she was like misspeaking. And I'm like, this is a woman literally, if you think about it, has just been in captivity for 13 years. Yeah. So I don't expect, I don't expect for you to know that it's called an IUD. I don't even think she may, maybe has access to the internet. Who effing knows? Like right. this, this woman also lived a very sheltered life because of her fame at such a young age. So she doesn't know. I mean, she has common sense, but she doesn't have like, she doesn't probably go shoot shit at a bar, obviously with her right. friends and talk about like real world events. You know what I mean? So I didn't think twice about her saying id versus iud like i think people are getting a little nitpicky when i see those criticisms but she said that um she has an iud inside of herself right now so she doesn't get pregnant i wanted to take the iud out so i could start trying to have another baby but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children any more children so basically this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good 
And she said that with such strength. Yeah. I mean, I would be inconsolably sobbing if I were her. So I think she honestly, I mean, but she said she cries every day. And I think she's honestly just had it. She's she's at her breaking point. She's like, yeah. I cannot keep moving forward in my life because they don't let me move forward at all. She definitely sounded like a woman at her breaking point. It was like, she, like you said, she had everything to lose, but also nothing at all at this point because she's had everything taken from her. You know what I mean? Like she's literally been a working slave for over a decade. And she's at this point, just like full Annie Oakley. And like, honestly, one of the things that you and I've talked about before is that if you're a real Britney fan, you know that Britney herself is actually like so assertive and so stubborn and like is so direct about what she likes and doesn't like and wants and doesn't want. So the disconnect for the past however many years with all of this Instagram stuff has been that she's not communicating in the way that we know her to communicate. So it's like you said, it puts all of this into perspective in this weird way where it's like even more sad because it just confirms that all of that shakiness and her voice and, you know, her rocking back and forth and the trembling when she was talking and it all is, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like so blatant and it's so right in front of you that sometimes you need to be like hit over the head with it to see it, even though it's right there. And of mm-hmm. course, a person who's on, you know, Instagram, like, trembling while they talk is there's something weird going on you know but when the person isn't able to address it it's like obviously it led us down this crazy rabbit hole but for her it's just so wild my thoughts are all over the place but like I just can't believe that she finally was able to get in front of the story like take some ownership of it and the thing about people you know I I've had I have read people on Twitter being like kind of uh critical of like you know her stuttering over her words this is probably the first time in her entire adult life her entire I wouldn't even say adult life her entire professional life since she's been working since she was eight years old this is the first time that she's been able to speak freely and publicly and know that there are people behind her yes supporting her she knows yeah. that free Britney is a thing. And the point in her speech where I lost it, where oh. I completely like had a, a full breakdown was when she said she was afraid to say anything because she thought people would make fun of her. Yep. I mean, you have to think like, this is somebody who has poured her heart out for years. She sat in front of Matt Lauer pregnant and hysterically cried and then became a meme. And yeah. every time she's ever been really vulnerable with the press, she's been, she's had it turned back on her. So this is literally the first time in her life as a public figure that she's been able to speak freely and say all the things and know that it's not like going to become a meme the next day. You, that is an excellent point. Um, and now that I think about it, it's so true. She also mentioned that she didn't say anything. She also mentioned that she didn't say anything because she didn't like, she almost, this isn't verbatim what she said, so don't quote me on it, but 
it, what I gathered was that she was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I am embarrassed that this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. I have been, it's offensive to me that I'm going through this. Like, yeah. and, and she, she mentioned the word offensive when she talked about being evaluated by doctors questioning her mental capacity. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's important to talk about that because one thing that she really harped on was being exposed. Mm. And she talked about how they sent her to this place in Westlake to get evaluated and go to a therapist, fully knowing that it was out in the open and that the paparazzi were going to be able to take photographs of her. And they sent her there on purpose because of that. And um, I think that she has a real issue with privacy because yeah. she's never been afforded it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that one thing I keep thinking about personally is you can't have everybody in this situation on Britney's payroll and expect them to have her best interest at heart. Right. Because even though her, her attorney is a court appointed lawyer, um, I remember some people were like, well, if he's court appointed, he's paid by the court, not by the, you know, not who he's representing. I'm like, no, Brittany's been paying him since 2008. Right. And he's just he, some guy. Yeah. And he, and he specializes in conservatorships um, and guardianships, but he makes like $10,000 a week off of her. He's made yeah. millions of dollars off of her since being instated. And um, I don't know. Uh, I know that the audio has been leaked. Um, so it's everywhere at this point. Um, but when I was listening to the um, live stream during the hearing, you could hear her. What's his name? Sam Ingham. I, I never yeah. say his last name properly. I always say Ingram. I think it's Ingham. Yeah, Ingham. So he spoke and the judge said something to the effect of, you know, Mr. Ingham, your client has expressed that she would like to petition to end the conservatorship. If you would like to move forward, you can do that. And he said something to the effect of, well, attorney client privilege, I don't want to break that with my client, but you know, I don't even think he said it would be discussed. And I'm, so I'm thinking in my head, sir, he lit, she literally just said in this yeah. statement, I want to petition to end the conservatorship and I do not want to be evaluated to do so. And I know that people have gotten out of conservatorships without evaluation because I've done my research on it. Yeah. And I don't know how anybody defending a person can sit there and listen to that and make up excuses as to why you're not going to petition. Like, what's the other piece of this that we're missing? Uh, like, is, is Brittany terrified that like Jamie is going to do something crazy if she does actually move forward with this? Like, that's my biggest concern coming out of it because she made it clear. She said it very clearly. And, you know, everyone's like, well, if she doesn't, if she wants to get out of conservatorship, just be evaluated and be done with it. This woman has been evaluated by these people who have never had her side ever. And they're yeah. all being paid by her. All so she's done she is, them? yeah, that's all, all she's done is be evaluated for 13 years. Like that's all they do is evaluate her and make her sit I mean they're basically doing like Scientology levels of like spilling all of your secrets and God only knows what they're like 
the things that she's told these therapists that are just being sent in by fucking Jamie. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's just the whole, it's, I'm so overwhelmed. (laughs) Like my thoughts are so all over the place, but like, yeah, like that's all she's fucking done is be analyzed by people and, and, and have doctors like come in and evaluate her for years. And I, people just need to understand the motive behind that. The motive yeah. behind her not wanting to be evaluated isn't that she is afraid that they won't, you know, that they'll find something wrong with her. It's right. that they have never, they're on her payroll. They will never want her out of this conservatorship because then they don't get paid and they're getting paid very handsomely to be a part of this. So, um, I, I mean, I can only imagine. So one, one other thing that I, I found to be egregious, I was, I was like, what in the hell? Like, this is like, uh, we had the handmaid's shit with, with the IUD. Right. And then she said, they put her on lithium. Can we talk? I I was like, lithium batteries? Like, I was truly like, Like like, what are we talking here? And of course, I knew that, but you know, lithium is a prescribed drug for bipolar disorder, which mm-hmm. Brittany has never confirmed that she has had this. It's always been speculation. And she did make like some kind of offhand, like sarcastic comment, like, oh, I'm two different people when I'm off stage and on stage bipolar right. disorder, you know, obviously using that back in the day when <laughs> right. it, it's not politically correct, but you know, she used it. And so then everyone's like, oh no, she has bipolar disorder. And, you know, uh, for me personally, I'm like, where are the receipts then? Like if, if she truly has bipolar disorder and you're going to diagnose her and then give her lithium, I want to know that she's actually, well, actually I don't trust anybody that's evaluated her because no. they're all in on it. So I, 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 when she told, when she told me, I'm asking when she like had this conversation with me. <laughs> Troy, when she told me about the lithium, I lost it. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a fan. Um, so, but when she mentioned the lithium thing, I mean, long-term use of that is proven. And she said it to be detrimental. And she mm-hmm. said she felt like she was drugged and drunk and, she doesn't drink alcohol, but she should based on the hurt that they've, you can listen to that statement, the whole thing, or even parts of it and not say, okay, do we need to like get President Biden involved? (laughs) Seriously. That's the thing. I guess that's confusing for me is like, like I had a lot of people message me and be like, well, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know how to gauge what's going to happen because this is illegal so to me, it shouldn't be that hard to be like, oh, this is all super legal. This is a money laundering scheme that has yes. been uncovered. Like literally millions and millions of dollars have been illegally transferred out of her accounts. And into, I mean, it's like, all of it is so documented and mm-hmm. all of the steps that were put forth to get her in this conservatorship were illegal. So to me, I'm like, I don't even understand the logic of why we're leaving leaving this like court hearing and having this still be in place when it's illegal. So I yeah. don't know how it's gonna, I don't know what's gonna happen because I don't understand the logistics of how this is even still a thing. I know. I I had the same questions asked of me. They're like, do you think it's gonna end? And 
I hope, but you know, Justice Penny, God love her. I, I, I feel like she's empathetic, but I don't know if she's able, like what her next step would be. Would it mm-hmm. be to send in like a third party to go through and evaluate everything happening with the team and then find criminal charges there and then say, okay, this is not allowed. I, I don't understand. I personally don't believe that Brittany has never told her attorney, get me out of this right. uh, conservatorship. She did mention that she didn't know she could ask for that for a long time, which leads me to believe that nobody on her team told her that was an right. option, which again, gross injustice and that man should be disbarred. But you can't tell me that since she has learned that over the past year, probably or so, that she didn't say, Sam, I want out. I want, I don't want my dad taking care of my affairs and I don't want to be a part of this conservatorship anymore. Right. I, I, I don't, and she literally blatantly said it word for word in the statement. So that's where the confusion lies. I think everybody is lost on what the next steps will be. I know that there's another hearing in July and I don't know if she's planning on being a part of that, but uh, I'm in the same boat as you. My thoughts are everywhere. Like, I'm like, she mentioned Miley Cyrus. She I know, she mentioned Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it's like, of course she's mentioning them. Of course she would know who, who they are, but we've been conditioned to believe that she's like unwell. So right. hearing her speak of people in real time, like she knew about the Paris Hilton school story. Right. And which she said she didn't believe it. Actually. So she was I'm like, okay, we got to work on that. We're also going to like help you to not call your housekeeper's maids anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, we're we're going to progress. We're going to move forward. Like you want, we're going to progress. We're going to socialize her. Exactly. But then when she mentioned the Miley Cyrus thing, I totally forgot that Larry Rudolph was managing Miley when she was at the height of bangers mm-hmm. and I, th- I thought of you when she said this. Can I read this quote? Please. Because it's something that we have talked about. Um, hold on. Let me just find it. Marley, where are you? In the- okay, here we go. Um, so I'm just going to read the paragraph in which she said this. Okay. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think uh, how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing just hire with my money, another person and keep my dad on board, ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cruel tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes joints on stage at the VMAs. Nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things, but my precious body who has worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty so perfect when he works me so hard this i thought about reminded, you too when i i thought about you i was like oh my god troy we need to like buy a lottery ticket i like, know we are in it we get it we get it like i'm not trying to like hype ourselves up here but it reminded me of our conversation about her hair it was the direct correlation between how she was feeling at the time and really her way of giving a big F you to her team and her management, not being this perfect, she might as well throw in blonde there. This perfect, pretty, you know, fit, quote unquote, blonde Brittany. And 
I mean, when she mentioned my precious body who has worked for my dad, I, I mean, I, I had chills when she said this because it, it makes me feel like there's something deeper that yeah. we are not even privy to that's like darker than no. this. Um, I mean, she compared her lifestyle right now to that of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. She's like, there's only one other job that fits this description and it's sex, sex trafficking. And I was like, oh I mean, my God. It's like to hear her be so, cause you and I have always known that she actually is like so like self-aware and like yes. aware of Britney Incorporated. You know, like she's so aware of Britney Inc. and her, her brand and her image and the public perception of what she is and versus who she really is. You know, because Britney is a pageant girl, especially because of the internet and the way that Britney has been photographed her entire life. It's like 2001 Britney lives in the same part of my brain as like Britney now. Like, even though it was a million <laughs> years ago, it doesn't feel like it because we're constantly in Britney world you know what I mean like at least yes. people like you and I are just always in Britney universe and it's wild to think actually like when you really look at how long a lot of this stuff has been happening um even with the conservatorship I mean she's still living in basically like the result of what she did in 2007 like she's mm -hmm. been living in that where yes. I like I, I look back at 2007 and I think of myself in college yeah. she's still living in that like she's been in a limbo like a version of this weird crystallized version of her life where she made a mistake one year and for 13 years she's been in that mistake I um I'm gonna pull a quote from Chrissy Teigen <laughs> which I who I'm sure everyone's sick and tired of hearing about at this point but she said something like I hope not to be judged by my worst mistakes of my past or like my mm. lowest mistakes in my past and I think that's a nuanced conversation given her circumstances <laughs> right. and her situation okay yeah. but I think that statement overall should be true to everyone and and apply to everyone I would not want to be judged by my worst mistake I would not want to be judged by my worst mistake 13 years ago okay right. um you know within reason y'all okay within reason I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just letting people gallivant around and, and you know, like commit murder. heinous murder. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, with Brittany, it's like, for me, it all goes back to, I guess they thought she needed a conservatorship at the time based, uh, I was reading somewhere that, you know, conservatorships are often given to people who cannot, like, take care of themselves um, right. or incapacitated. But then I also read that it's if they give away large sums of money to people. And this made me obviously think of all of her relationships that she had at that point when she was running around with like mm -hmm. Sam Lufty and like all of them. And, you know, I, I could see from a parental point of view, like, I don't want you squandering away your mm -hmm. life's work. So we have to make, you know, if, if you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol or whatever, we have to make some serious decisions here. But like, if she goes through rehab and, you know, is, is good. I, I think like the conservatorship for me personally just never should have happened. Like I, yeah. I couldn't there have been a power of an attorney. Um, 
you know, there, there could have been other ways. Uh, I just don't think that, I think they thought the downfall of Britney would be 2007, 2008. And really it's just been this conservative. Um, one thing I did love that she, she said was, to be told I'm not good enough, but I am great at what I do. That moment where she said, I'm great at what I do. Like, oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. I'm like, she does. She is great at what she does. She's literally the goat. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just, and I, I, we could probably go around in circles talking about this for the next four hours. But I think the too long didn't listen of it all for me is that this is a gross injustice. The thing we thought it was bad, it was worse. Mm-hmm. We have no idea how we're moving forward and mm-hmm. how the hell to get her out. And so, something needs to be done. I truly hope that somebody with power can intervene, get her out of this conservatorship, that she writes a tell-all, yeah. licenses a TV show about it, makes millions upon millions of dollars from it, and then instates the Britney Act, which prohibits this type of thing from happening from uh, with conservatorships, with for people with disabilities, because I know that uh, a lot of people that... Um, I had posted, you know, about this on my Instagram, a lot of people with disabilities wrote me and they're like, yeah, the disabilities thing too, is also like a big part of this. Like we don't have rights. Um, And so I feel like if Brittany can be a beacon for not only conservatorship abuse, but like helping people with disabilities as well, that could be awesome. So there needs to be some type of legislation instated around this situation, because if this is happening to a, Famous, white, wealthy pop star. My God. Nobody else has a chance. Nobody else has a chance. Um, so, uh, oh my God. I, I just, I literally prayed for her last night. I was like, dear God, please calm Brittany's little broken heart. Like I cannot, I can't stand that she's living in this situation. I can't. And that's the thing that like really was such a, I I guess I won't say surprising takeaway, but it was one of the things for me where I was like, wow, like I wasn't expecting to come away knowing that she wants to fucking be interviewed bad. Like she wants to talk. She wants to sit down and tell everything. Like she wants to be liberated by this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can tell. And like that part of it was like, I, I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting to hear so much urgency in her voice and for her to be so excited to just say everything because she's been such a well-behaved girl, a well-behaved good girl for so long. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, part of that obviously is out of fear, which is really sad. And, you know, and also just the, the the fear that nobody would believe what she was saying and that she would be made fun of and mocked and memed and all that stuff. And also just that like, that's how she was brought up and she's always been made to think like, you just tell people what we tell you to tell people and that's your life. And to see her like break of that, <laughs> you know, cause she deserves to be broken of that. It's insane. It's just, it's fucking wild. The whole thing is just fucking wild and I'm terrified for her. I'm so afraid for her that she's in that situation still and she's just in that house and you know doesn't have a fucking door and has no connection to the outside world and now her whole family is fucking pissed 
I'm sure Jamie has, and she must have known, like, I'm about to go through some shit right now when this call mm-hmm. is over. It but, reminds me of June Osborne in The Handmaid's Tale. Like, literally. she's sacrificing things for the greater good, knowing mm-hmm. she's going to get punished for it. And mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that people are speaking out. I know a lot of people were hesitant to say anything, obviously, because they hadn't heard it directly from Brittany. And I mm-hmm. think that there is like this concern for like agency over her own being, which I totally respect. And I, I agree. Like I, I, that was my initial concern with free Brittany. I didn't want to take anything away from her or force something upon her if she didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously things have changed seeing, I mean, I know people have many thoughts about Justin Timberlake, but I'm glad he said something because people, when you think of Justin, you are, when you think of Brittany, you often think of Justin. And I think it was kind of a, I think his statement was necessary. And I'm glad that so many other celebrities are also speaking out to help her. Well, he did the thing that he should have done the first time. Like he, he yes. obviously learned from his mistake and he said something genuine. That's all he ever needed to do was just say something genuine and be like, like, yeah, we dated a million years ago, but this is fucked up. Like, sorry, if I contributed to this, like Jesus, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if he had done that before, I would have been like, we're good. I don't need any, yeah. I don't need anything more from you, sir. Thank you so much. We're good. Bye. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I did want to bring up, and I'm so glad that I remembered because I wanted to bring it up at the beginning of the call. I'm yeah. so happy that she addressed her her own personal financial situation and the fact that she is given an allowance and she watches these people fucking use her credit cards and she watches them have full access to her money. These strangers that she doesn't know that she's being forced to pay also get access to her credit cards. And she brought up that she was restricted and denied doing anything because cosmetic, what would you, what would you even describe that as? Not even cosmetic, but like. She said self-care. Self-care. And and part of me was a little confused by that because she said, she said that it was during COVID. So for the past year, she wasn't allowed to get like hair extensions, Mm -hmm. massages, nails done. And they told her no. And Part of me was kind of like, well, Brit, there was a global pandemic happening. So like there were a lot of salons, like, you know, not open. <laughs> that's that's the, the fight we've been fighting for the past year. Um, but at the same time, she's Britney Spears. She didn't have to go anywhere. People could have come to her house. And exactly. it felt like another thing to hold over her head. Well, like, sorry, you can't get another thing. You know, she mentioned she feels like she's constantly told no, 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 no. It was another thing to tell her no for. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up because I was reading about her fortune being 60 million. That mm-hmm. seems incredibly low right. for one of the biggest pop stars of the past, I don't know, 22 years. Right. $60 million is her fortune. I know she made more than that for her Vegas residency. So it's not, the math ain't mathing. It's not right. working out. Yeah. And I I truly hope when she I'm I'm going to say positive when she gets out of this conservatorship that she does sue the hell out of everyone. I would sue the treatment facilities. I'd sue 
my attorney. I would sue my doctors. I would sue every single person. Me too. My family. She deserves it. Not that she needs the money because obviously $60 million, but you're right. Seeing somebody else use my credit cards, my bank account, and and frivolously at that, I would, I, it, it, would it would feel so defeating. It would feel a, like a violation. And I honestly just hope that it answers people's, because I get so sick of people messaging me <laughs> and being like, why does Britney look like this? Oh my God. I want to slap anybody and I'm just who like, says this. Oh my God. Like, first of all, why is that your concern? Yes. Like, given everything going on. And secondly, like, she has no access to her own money and she can't leave her house. And she's not even allowed to like exist in certain rooms in her home without permission. She's not like running to, to like the store to buy clothes anymore. Like that's not her life anymore. And and like, and she confirmed, I, I haven't had people coming to my house and like doing my hair or makeup or anything. Like I've been living like a fucking straight up civilian, like a normal <laughs> ass person for over a year. So that part of it, I was like, thank God. Thank God she's even just addressing. I wish that she would have mentioned her eyeliner so that that can just be like a, oh my God. a, a done conversation. Like, my yes. God. They wouldn't even let her stain her kitchen cabinets. They said staining her kitchen cat. I'm like, okay, so when everyone's talking about how this house looks like it's like straight out of 1992, I'm like, because it is. Because it is. Like, they won't let her do any renovations to it. It definitely looks like, you know, you got rich in the early millennium type of thing. Right. It's very Jeffree Star. Yeah. Oh, my my God. That is the perfect (laughs) comparison. It looks exactly like Jeffree Star's house. Uh, magnificent house with an elevator and I'm like sir right you need to renovate this house like this house needs house, renovations you have a gym good for full you of glass bricks <laughs> and it's not 1997 totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> um uh, but yeah and then the, the last thing I wanted to say before we um end this was that one of the things I read I think I saw like a TikTok or something um, with a quote from her dad and he had said it was one that I'd never read from him before where he said um, that Brittany is a racehorse and needs to be treated as such I did you see okay. that I read that um, not on TikTok I think it was in a New York Times article that came out the day before that's where I read that okay. quote, and it was the first time I had ever seen it and I mean like <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what a sadistic, sick thing to fucking say about your daughter. Your daughter. Your daughter. what? And it just puts so much into perspective. Like, that is how he treats her. Like, a racehorse. Like, just this fucking workhorse that needs to be trained constantly to perform. And aside from that, she has no, there's nothing else there that we need to worry about. If Ryan Murphy doesn't get on true crime story, Jamie Spears, uh, what are you doing with your life? Absurd. And he's like in Kentwood, Louisiana right now. The the article that I read, it finished saying that he is in Kentwood living in a mobile home with Britney memorabilia. I'm like, well, sir, you're clearly paying yourself from this conservatorship. So I don't know what you're doing, pray tell in Kentwood, probably trying to 
relive your quarterback glory days, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it it really (laughs) is all about the narrative here. He wants to paint himself like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. this bad guy. Look at me. I'm living in Kentwood with, you know, uh, with my lowly, you know, home or whatever you want to call it. And it's just like, dude, we see right through this. This is absurd. You know that he's in that trailer with like a bottle of hooch, just yeah. like screaming and being violent. And I mean, it's like, it's just, it's so obvious how terrified she is of him. And it's like the fact that we're even still debating this when pretty much everybody who knows him at some point has confirmed that he is abusive. Like yep. he's abusive to women. He's abusive to his family. Like everybody has said that. It's yeah. just, it's fucking nuts. I just, I can't wait for the interview. I don't know when it will happen. We may be 50, 60, 70 years old when it happens, but I cannot wait for the day that this girl gets to sit down with Oprah because it's got to be Oprah. Oprah is already inking the deal. Yeah, Oprah's like fucking She's pulling like, out her hair. She's like, contract ready to go. Yeah. Brittany is out. Um, no, this is my plea. Kimberly, Noel, Kardashian, West, mm-hmm. do something. You have power yes. and influence. We need you. Gloria Allred, can you do something? I, I don't yeah. know what needs to happen here. Can we get President Biden to interject? Yeah, this is literally a crime. So yeah, we we at the very least need her IUD removed, and yes. we need her to be able to have access to her own money without her father or anybody currently on her management team involved. That is my plea. And, and I her... would like to have this happen within the next two to three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By this weekend, if possible. Um, and let her drive in her boyfriend's fucking car. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I'm like, I want Brittany to go on a date with Sam. That's all I want. I want him to pick her up put her in his car and drive her to wherever her little heart desires. Literally full bachelor nation style, like candlelit (laughs) dinner on some rooftop while some country star plays that nobody knows. That's what I want. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kirby, thank you so much for doing this last minute emergency. Honestly, when it was happening, like it was happening and I was also thinking on the other side of my brain, I really hope Kirby's free tomorrow. I really hope Kirby's free tomorrow. Well, you know that I basically sprinted to my dms the minute it started <laughs> yeah. i'm just trying i'm like living in la la land but no, thank you so much for happening having me i always love chatting with you you're my favorite you have to come back on for another album review at some point obviously um and yeah tell people where they can find all of your things okay so i'm at kirby johnson on instagram twitter um, I'm on Facebook if you still dabble in that, Kirby Johnson TV. <laughs> and then my podcast is Los Angeles, and you can find us at Los Angeles Pod. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.